Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I found my way home across the Grand Mirage. I'm, I'm Alison Arn, and this is the Alison Arngram Show. Now, some of you may remember me as Evil Nellie Olson, but tonight I'm Alison Arngram, and this is the Alison Arngram Show. And here on the Alison Arngram Show, we talk about things that make us feel good, the movies and the TV shows that made us feel good and the people who made them and people who are doing things now to make the world a better and more interesting place. And oh, do I have one tonight? I'm so excited. I'm so excited because I, I know her. I know her. Now, you know, you know her grandparents. Wait, what? We're interviewing someone of the famous grandparents? Oh, not just any famous grandparents. Okay. If you are anywhere remotely rooting, tooting, shooting distance of my age, anywhere, you completely know who these people are. And even you young people, you know who they are. Roy Rogers. Wait, do you know who Roy Rogers is in Day Levens? If even if you weren't old enough to see all the movies and all the TV shows, you know who they freaking are, right? So Roy and Dale, who were not just a Western couple. I mean, they were an institution. It's hard to even explain if you're not our age what they were or they had. Yes, they had movie TV shows, but it was like Roy and Dale, Roy Rogers, and Dale Evans, every happy trails to you. Yeah, that. Well, their granddaughter. Julie Rogers, and you know, I never leave you your last name, Pamelia, Pamelia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Julie has written a book. She's written a book about her famous grandparents and her life with them. And she's she's a total, she's cool. She's a kick in the pants. I love her. And she's finally, this is the only book, this is the first book ever about Roy and Dale, an in-depth book ever that anybody's done. And Julie's done it. And she's the one to do it. So everybody, Julie, Julie Rogers. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Actually, I'm the first grandchild to write a book. Um, You're the first grandchild to write a book. Who wrote one? Somebody wrote one. Somebody snuck one so out. So my Uncle Dusty wrote one a Uncle long Dusty time one. ago. Yes, my Aunt account. Cheryl wrote one. What's that? But that was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. And my yeah. Aunt Cheryl wrote one a few years back. But there's something special with a grandchild and a grandparent that is so different from um a child i mean they have a great perspective i have a different perspective and the first grandchild to ever give that perspective because um i just had a really special relationship with them you you did because i i was at the, the roy and dale fest that whole roy we invited you to the roy rogers festival that's right in portsmouth ohio and so i heard you talking you did you had a really special relationship with your grandparents you really yeah. so that's an epic 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 so as as they've been referred to as the royal western couple i love how you know arlo said well they're technically the the brad and angelina of their day and yeah. i was like wait what because one of the things they did not everyone knows this roy and dale adopted a lot of kids they had a ton of kids and yep. they had a ton of adopted kids yeah out of nine out of nine, five of them were adopted out of nine. And um, 
it wasn't really the thing to do back then. And they didn't do it because of that. It just happened. And so I have one aunt that is Native American. I had another aunt that was Korean. I had another aunt that was Scottish from Scotland. And then I had another uncle who had special needs, mild brain damage because he was beaten as a child and abandoned. And my my grandparents said, who's going to you know, who's going to take this little guy home? And they just, their hearts melted. So they took him and their friends would tease them that every time they went to an orphanage or a children's hospital, they'd come home with another kid, you know, <laughs> so they just kept collecting them. And it was great. It was a really multicultural, really inclusive, uh, wonderful family to grow up in. Yeah. And this is so that most people just like, you have no clue, no clue at all about this. And then no. your your Dale's granddaughter from her son. Yeah. I'm keeping track of this huge family. Yeah, I know. Um, my my dad was her first and only son uh, biologically from her first marriage. She had three marriages before grandpa. Couldn't quite get it right. And then he had two. And then they married. And then they started adopting all these kids. And, um, you know, the, they really changed the landscape of the social uh, awareness of kids with special needs. And um, they were really big into children's, you know, charities and, and things like that. So um, it was a really great, it was a crazy family. It was loud and crazy, but I felt so loved. I, there was never a time when I didn't feel loved. And that's very, this is very surprising. It's not the, the staid cliche image that people had of Ryan Dale and of Dale. I mean, when we watch her on TV, it's like, okay, she's fitting the, the classic mold of the good, you know, 1950s wife yeah. and mom. Yeah. But no, this was a very independent woman. This is a businesswoman. Okay. And she was also, as you said, did she, she, she like run away from home, get married as a teenager? She did. She did. She ran away at 14. Oh. She had my dad at 15. Yes. And then by 17, uh, she was divorced because her husband her, uh, didn't feel like he wanted a wife and a son, which, of course, he didn't think about, you know, before the fact. But, um, yeah, he decided ran away with a teenager. Yeah, like he wasn't ready for that. So it's like so she was a secretary by day and went to night school and was singing on the radio, just little tiny you know, stations that were local. And um, she she definitely took the hard road. She was really bullheaded. And she she would tell you what she thought, whether you wanted to hear it or not. And strangely enough, she told me many times that I was just like her. Now, I was going to ask, how much yeah. do you take after Dale? And why it's do like, I think it's a lot? Yeah, Grandma, <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because I'm not to be sure here. <laughs> but um Anyway, I, I talk a lot and maybe that's that's part of the reason. But my Uncle Dusty told me the same thing. Um, you might just be part of the Talkers Club. See, Grandma was the president of the Talkers Club. Okay. And, um, I, I, yeah. by her. I did the Day 11 show 100 million billion years ago. I oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, I, I was on the Day a, 11 show. She a date with Dale? Hmm? Yeah, a date with Dale? Date with Dale, or was it the one where they're calling it just the Dale Evans show? Because she had like a couple different talk shows. Yeah, but did she let you talk? Did she let you talk? She did. She let the guests talk, but she was amazing. She was a great interview. She was fabulous. Now I had her. She had us on her show, and she would not let let us talk. <laughs> she say something, and then all we could say was, "Yeah, that's right. That's right." <laughs> <laughs> we teased her mercilessly about that, but anyway, she was so cute. 
And then how did she, she meet Roy? Because Roy was coming up through the movies and they both had these really different divergent lives. So how did these two wind up getting married? Well, yeah, she didn't want to be a cowgirl. She wanted to be glamorous and amorous and wearing gowns like the one that she gave me um, that I wore at the festival that time. It's You feel yeah. like a sausage in it like it's a sausage casing. oh you fit I, in that you fit in i saw you you totally fit in i don't that. know you whip that thing around this thing around your neck and you can like poke six people's eyes out with it you know <laughs> whip it around but um anyway she gave me lots of clothing but she did not want to be uh, a cowgirl and mm -hmm. so she lied her way into hollywood and said uh she had a screen test with brett astaire coming up Ooh. and she lied and said she could dance well you don't bluff your way through dancing with Fred Astaire, right? I mean, this is the thing all actors do. Do you ride a horse? Yes, of course. Do you oh, dance? Yeah, I do. oh, yeah. Absolutely. You just say, sure, yeah. Yes. I'll go stick, roller skate. You say, yeah. But it is with Fred Astaire. Maybe. Well, yeah. I mean, you're, you can make it till you make it to only to a certain point. But with Fred Astaire, she finally oh. said, look, I can't, I can't do this. I can't dance. It was for Holiday Inn. So they said, oh, well, no. honey, we have another uh, another movie, uh, up and coming young uh, cowboy star that he needs a leading lady for this movie. So we'll test you for that. So do you ride a horse? Oh, of course I do. Well, she didn't know how to ride a horse either. <laughs> yes, yes, I do everything. Why? So, yes, classic so actor. on the horse. He, Grandpa said, I mean, he was very gentlemanlike when he first met her, but she didn't even know which side of the horse to get on. She didn't know one end from the other. And he said when she started trotting down the path, he never saw so much daylight between a woman's rear end and a horse in his whole life. Ooh, and um, yeah, no, it was not a pretty sight. So he said, you know, you might want to get some riding lessons. And he gave him some tip, gave her some tips on the set. So by the time their show ended, she was a decent rider, you know, but not, you know, she wasn't going to win any awards or anything. But, it sounds like uh, she rode a horse like me. I thought, I mean, you know, seven years on Little House in the Prairie can't ride to save my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I I'm, so, I'm with her. I'm with her. I want to be glamorous. No, no horses. Me too. Me too. And my husband had to teach me how to ride a horse. And he said, because he's a really great horseman and we have horses. Um, we have Palominos. Shocker. Oh. Um, but he said, I can't believe that I am teaching Roy Rogers' granddaughter how to ride a horse. <laughs> I said, you know, we sat on trigger, we rode around the corral, but that's about it, pal. That's that's all you that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, that's I sat on a horse and then we'd see like giddy up and then cut and then somebody that. It was Harlan actually, you know, Harlan will actually taught me to ride a horse in adulthood, said here, oh for heaven's sake, let me take you out who, somewhere. Who taught you? Harlan, like the publicist Harlan Ball. Are you? I know yeah. he's my publicist, but how yeah, did exactly. Rogan? Great late adulthood because we, he and I have been friends for a long time. He's like, seriously, do you want to get over your fair horses? Because I mean, I can take you out. We'll just go around a bit in the horse. And so he's got yeah. me where I'm no longer like pathologically terrified of them. I can, like, you had to go to Little House on the Prairie feeling this way about horses. It was really hard. It was really hard. No, it's yeah, Harlan finally got her. I, I can now be in the same zip code as a horse and not have like an anxiety attack. That's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is just a frightening to me. <laughs> I was a mess, but I love it. So Dale is, I mean, she's more totally city and a classic actress. Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I ride a horse. I'll lie about anything. Yeah, It's yep. hysterical. So they wind up working together. And of course they do make a perfect couple on screen. So like, boom. Yeah. 
Well, when right away, she liked it. They, they had the same manager and she didn't like him before she met him because all her manager would talk about was Roy this and Roy that because he was really soaring in his popular mm-hmm. popularity and she was still struggling a bit. So she was like, well, who's this Roy, you know? And so she gets on set and immediately you can't not love him. I mean, he was just really, really a nice man. And um, so they got along really well. And, um, you know, down the road, her husband and her divorced, she was single for a while. And then his wife died in childbirth with my uncle Dusty about a week later. And um, so he was here, he was with four, three small children and my grandma with one. And so they got married. And then it was the Brady Bunch. It was the Brady Bunch. It's it like, was. we're alone. It, I get kids, was. you got kids, mine too. I don't know, what do we do now? Yeah, there they are. That's exactly it. Yep. Oh. It was a great family. It now, still is. I was, you know, when I was at the, the Roy Rogers Festival, I was amazed Roy wasn't his real name to start. That's his stage name. We go, yeah. It's all, I mean, it kind of, a lot of it was Hollywood and artifice here. His, his real name. Yeah. Well, his, his name was Leonard Sly. Leonard. And- Leonard. I know. Cowboy. Leonard. Yeah. Lenny the Cowboy. It doesn't work. I see. <laughs> no, it doesn't. My cowboy Lenny. Uh, what? And no. So, well, his mom was not having any other name. She said, I, I named you Leonard and I'm going to call you Leonard till the day I die. And so she always called him Leonard. She was the only one in the whole world that called him Leonard. But um, <laughs> but um, he, he chose the name Dick Weston um, oh, by himself because he thought, Oh, okay. That sounds like a cool name. Well, Republic, when he got to Republic, they didn't like the name. So they said, no, 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 we're going to change your name. And so somehow they got around to Rogers because he really liked Will Rogers and he was a big fan of his. And then they couldn't think of anything that goes with Rogers. So um, they finally, you know, just thought of Roy. It just kind of rolled off your tongue and that that's what stuck. So they named him, but they didn't like his eyes. They didn't like the fact he was small. They didn't like, I, you know, like his. his yeah, he was supposed to have a makeover. I was reading that that it was sounded like Hollywood. Now they wanted yeah. him to have a whole makeover, like surgery. They were going to completely redo him. Exactly, and you don't think of that back in the forties, but um, they didn't like his squinty eyes, so they got some prescription eye drops for him and made the muscles relax so that his eyes would open up. And all of a sudden, he's getting all these fan letters saying. What are you doing to Roy's eyes? We like his eyes. What are you doing? And um, so they just they said, okay. like kind of squinting into the sun. That's the yeah. classic cowboy look. Well, he was, little, that was part of his image. His eyes that squint. That's Roy Rogers. So wait, they put drops in his eyes. So it was like, hi, I'm Roy Rogers. What? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. No, and that's um, bad. Yeah. So. Um, they didn't, and they, you know, he wasn't, he didn't, he wasn't buff enough. So they told him he had to do handstands. Why handstands and not just lifting weights? I don't know. Or so he got so good like at a hands- normal person. No, no, he got so no. good at, at uh, handstands that he would walk from set to set on his hands. You know, hello, how are you? <laughs> anyway, and they wanted him to go to parties because they wanted to get his name out there. He, you know, right. they said. You know, Absolutely. come on, um, rub shoulders with all these famous people. So well, just like you know, I remember growing up on Little House in around the eighties, we called we called them monkey parties because yeah. you just kind of got dressed up and you know, your monkey suit got all dressed up. And the idea was, since you often didn't know people there, and it wasn't a real party, it's like, okay, we'll get in, get a drink, get something to eat. 
try uh-huh. to find at least one person we actually know who we like and yeah. get our picture taken and then leave. And sometimes and you could do four or five a night if you timed it right. And yeah. but yeah, but it was like I got I gotta go to the party shift and it was but- I bet you were really good. I bet you were really good at small talk, though. At just kind I of, I could do it. I could do. It. I thought it was boring as well. Get up, but I could do it. <laughs> well, see, Grandpa couldn't do that. He was so bashful. He would stare at his, at his shoes and not know what to say. So finally, he said, "Well, can I invite a friend?" And they said, "Sure, invite a friend. Go, go." So he invited his hunting buddy, and they sat on the couch all night and talked about coon hunting. And they finally said, "Okay, you know what? Never mind." Don't he go. didn't bring a buddy to be like a wingman, talk to people. He just brought someone to talk to. So yeah. he can really ignore everyone. <laughs> he was kind of a train wreck when it came to celebrity <laughs> stuff, you know, because it just wasn't him. <laughs> so I love that Roy was like, you know, the anti-celebrity. When we think of like historically, he's this huge star. We all remember, like he was the anti-celebrity. So, yeah. I mean... I guess hooking up then with Dale must have really worked because obviously she could talk to anybody. She could talk the bark off a tree. So yes, she could. And and um, somebody actually he was asked quite a few times, "Do you mind that that Dale talks so much?" And he said, "Nope," because it gives me plenty of time to think of what I want to say. <laughs> and he, you know, she was the perfect wingman for him. You know, it was like it just worked because he felt confident when she was around because he was still even even into his 80s. He was still shy. It just wasn't him. Hollywood wasn't him. So uh, but when you got him talking or you got him out, you know, someplace where he was comfortable, he was a great storyteller and just lovely. I mean, we had such a great relationship, the two of us. So, so how did they marry? How long were they? I mean, was they married when they you know, realized they were both alone? So they find, how long were they making pictures together before they got married? Oh, probably oh, wow. about what, like four years or four wow. years or something. But his wife died fairly soon when she had Dusty. And um, and so, you know, you're spending those long hours together. You know each other already. And you're good friends. And it just, you know, when they finally, he asked her to marry him as they were on their horses, ready to ride into Madison Square Gardens, um, into the, into the arena. And she didn't even have time to answer him because the gates opened, the lights came on and, and they went out. She was like, what just happened there? <laughs> so <laughs> real romantic. Friends, but they were friends and coworkers. So now yeah. it makes sense of why this yeah. relationship works so well. Yeah. And they were married 60 years. I mean, um, they had a long, long life together. You can't really think of Roy without Dale. You know, they just kind of go together. And um, and they did. We had rocking family times. <laughs> well, and that's I was reading the thing. You know, we always say happy trails to you. We say, we're, but Dale wrote it. Dale wrote happy trails. Okay. And do you think anyone told me? Nobody no, told yeah. me that. Nobody told me anything. I that's one of my chapters in the book. Nobody in this family tells me anything. <laughs> I was in college. I'm doing my work at my desk in the dorm, and I hear Dale Evans' name kind of pop out of the radio, and I so I turned it up to see what they were talking about. And the guy was saying, "Yeah, Dale Evans wrote that iconic song, Happy Trails." And I said, "What? What? Nobody told me that." And I went to the phone and I said, "Grandma, you wrote that?" And she said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wrote what?" I what said, what? "Happy Trails." She said, well, "Yeah." And I said, "Well, why didn't you ever tell me?" She said, "Well, baby, I just didn't think it was that important." So there. 
Okay. <laughs> Great, Grandma. I have to find it out from some stranger on the radio when I'm 20 years old. When were you thinking of telling me? <laughs> but what was really cute was for our wedding, they wrote a special verse of Happy Trails. Oh, a, wow. A personal verse. And they sang it at our reception. And then she wrote me a song um, about it. It's just called Julie. And she wrote a little song for me. And it was really special. That was so she was writing so much. It was just like part of the work. Like, well, we've got the yeah. show here. and We're doing yeah. this thing. We're making these movies. And, oh, you need a song here. Let me bang out this song. Yes. She wrote it on the back of an envelope. And she oh, taught yeah. it to Grandpa real fast. Um, and they sang it for the first time. She was writing on everything. She had, there were notes and stuff in her purse, napkins, um, whatever she could find. She wrote on it. So she was she was a writer. She loved to write. And I know she passed that down to me because I really love to write. So oh, fantastic. It's it's just it is amazing. Now, do you think like in today's what would would their TV show, a TV show like Roy Dale's, the kind of stuff they did, their movies, would that work today? I mean, it's interesting because I see, you know, how we've changed so much, but then people like the same things really. So well, would, they do if you're over if you're over fifty or sixty, they do. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're under that I really, you know, I mean, I don't want to say that, but I am going to say it because I'm honest. Um, I don't think that it would go today because it would be corny. First of all, I've watched their show and I just think, wow, that was a different day in TV. Um, and my sons, my own sons who are their great grandchildren, they don't, something about this generation, they don't like black and white, you know, it's black and white for them. TV. Yeah, and and it didn't have any special effects. There was not, you know, all they did was shoot the gun out of the guy's hand. Um, you know, they never, you know, shot anybody, and they were laying with blood or anything. Um, so it was it was just a different day. And I know it's a feel good thing for, for you know, nostalgia and the older people. But I just don't, I don't know. Unless we come so far that we are so sick of you know, what we're seeing and who we are that we just want to swing the opposite way. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't see it. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, if you had a young couple who were the equivalent now and you can color and jazz it up a little, but I do see, I mean, the number of people I hear from who are very young who have started watching Little House in the Prairie. I mean, it's really weird to go on Facebook and someone's like, don't tell me what happens. Like, spoiler alert. It's like, dude, the show's been on for 50 <laughs> years. It's really yeah, we've seen it. it and they're like, no, I just, I, I'm on season two. I just started. These people see, just started but Little House, Yeah, but Little House is different than, than you know, rewind 20 years or then some. before that. Even before that, because I think Little House still works. I still watch it. I, I'm flipping around channels and I go, oh, I love this. You know, I love this show. And um, you were hilarious, by the way, because you're Thank nothing you. like that person. And so you <laughs> probably are the best actor on that entire show. Really, really. <laughs> I mean, not that they're bad actors. I'm just saying that you are so different, that you are really, you really are acting. And um, I just think it's funny that you and Melissa are such good friends and and like you were you hated each other. <laughs> we were very convincing. It's like it's true. Whenever somebody has a picture on Facebook like that one, it's a picture just on the set during the Christmas thing. And we're smiling. They're like, wait, why are they smiling? They don't. Why smile. are they They're smiling? Like, They're they smiling. I like saw that other. episode. She never smiled in that entire episode. Why is she smiling? And it is, it's like hilarious. But yeah, yeah. I, don't think, I think that made it work more. The more that we liked each other, we felt freer 
to yeah. be more horrible. <laughs> what, to push each other around in the mud? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody was going to get hurt, you know, yeah. so yeah. It, it worked. But yeah, it's when I meet very, very, very young people who are like, oh yeah, no, I'm totally into Little House of Mary. So I think there is a push, but I think, I mean, I like having a multitude of different shows. I like to sometimes watch shows that are scary or gory or weird or, uh -huh. and then sometimes I'm like, what, what do you, what are, you, are there any cartoons on? And I want something safe and comforting and simple. I do too. I run the whole gamut, you know, but I, I just love Little House and I think so many people out there do too. So it's a different day. Um, and that's why my book is a little odd just because it's it's really a, a throwback, but I've already accomplished what my goal was, and my goal was just to write a, a story for my sons. Um, I just, family history. Yeah. I got to that age where I just thought, you know, my sons don't really know my family history. I'd kind of like to just have it for posterity, you know, to give it to them for Christmas. And then along the way, people kept saying, you know, oh, you have so many good stories, you ought to write a book. And I said, well, I am for my sons. And then every time I'd say that, they say, no, you need to publish it. We'd buy it. We'd want to read all those stories. And so I just sort of got talked into, you know, going through a different forest and I ended up with a book. And so, um, and I'm happy. I'm really happy because I think they're really good stories. They're really sweet and it's a feel good kind of book. And the stories are, the chapters are so short. You don't have to read it from cover to cover. You can just open up and read one story, you know, oh, but it's my fun. take it's my take on my relationship with them, even though it has a lot of their biographical stuff in. It's not a biograph, biograph, bio, biography. <laughs> but it's yeah. because it's you and you were so close to them that some of the stories you'll have will be things that people didn't know, that people didn't yeah. know about them at all. A lot of things that people didn't know. And um, I have one picture where Grampy's wearing um, his his shorts and dark socks and tennis shoes. He looks absolutely ridiculous like a grandpa. And that's, you know, that has never been seen. And um, it's cute. It's a really cute picture. But um, yeah, lots of, lots of Multifaceted. Stories. Like I said, we have this picture, this ideal, you know, Roy and Dale, little happy drills. And the real people, we, we, don't, we don't know the real people. Just even hearing about Dale wrote the song and the, how interesting they were. Um, yeah. I mean, I was fascinated, as I said, when I was at that event, but I didn't know that. And finding out this real stuff and then having someone who was there, who loved them, who was with them and knows the whole right. family to then say, this is what they were really like. I think there are people who will be absolutely fascinated with that and will want to know. Well, and I, I think what, um, I hope so. And I think what will make them also feel good is that who you saw on the screen was uh, bottom line who they were inside. So they weren't like, you know, oh, they acted like these wonderful people and they were horrible off screen. They were the same, they were the same person both on and off screen, except they had so much more depth to them in, in personal relationships, you know, obviously. But um but who you hoped they were, they were. So well, I can see their relationship. I remember in seeing clips of them on the show. It's you know, ha ha ha, kind of I love Lucy ish, played for laughs. Mm -hmm. That she is very talkative, and he is the quieter one. And although he's, it's you know, the forties, the fifties, he's the man of the family. She's like, okay, here's what we're doing, and kind yeah. <laughs> of go, oh, I'm getting it. She, this is the relationship. Yes. Well, you know what? I mean, back then. You know that you know the women's movement came along later, and you know all the independence for women and stuff. She was a real kind of she was on the cutting edge of that because it wasn't real popular for women to be 
uh, to have a, a full-time job in show business and have a family. I mean, it was just almost wrong. And, you know, um, she got the hang of it after a while. But at the beginning, it was really hard because she wasn't a great mom with my dad. And she always looked back on that, you know, wistfully that she would have spent more time with him. But they had a beautiful relationship. Um, when my dad turned into his teens, um, they it really took off. And well, she, she was, was so young. She was so she young. Was, she was like a baby raising a baby. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's always going to have issues big time. But that's the thing. The fact that they were partners. They, I mean, I always got the sense. I went, you know, this is this cute cowboy couple, but they're they're like equal partners. This they're yeah. they're working together. This is this is a thing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, really a, a lot. And, you know, Grandpa was really um, big on merchandising because he didn't get enough from Republic. They didn't want to give him a raise. And he was getting thousands of fan mail letters. And, um, yeah, shocker, huh? Um, That's and, typical. Um, he couldn't even pay for the stamps to return, <laughs> you know, responses to the fan letters. And so he finally rented a dump truck and brought all his letters and dumped them on um, on the CEO uh, Republic's lawn, and he just about had a fit, and um, and so he started marketing, you know, doing merchandising to try to make more money, and eventually he made more money off of that, obviously, than he did on his on his films. And you know, the NFL um, was under his umbrella at the very beginning Ooh. because, yeah, he had the idea for NFL merchandising with his merchandising man. They talked about it, and they thought, hey, it's working so well for me. Um, I think the NFL would benefit. But what happened was that his manager scooted off to the NFL and <laughs> kind of left, yeah, and took the idea the and, there. and then he was out. But I thought that was interesting. And I had to read that in a Time magazine at the dentist and, office. And nobody tells you anything. And nobody tells me anything. I had to call my Uncle Dusty and say, is this true? And he said, well, you know what? Unfortunately, Cabbage, he calls me Cabbage. Um, he said, unfortunately, Cabbage, it is true. Uh, it's not a great story, you know, with, you know, dad, it's kind of a sore subject, but, but yeah, it was true. So, so showbiz again, so showbiz, yeah, so yeah. typical, but I mean, I'm seeing that they were second really to like Walt Disney in the yeah. amount of that they were that huge. Right. With the Walt merchandise Disney and was there's the, all this Walt Roy Disney Rogers stuff. The only one that had more, more merchandise out than, wow. than grandpa. And that's pretty big because Walt Disney had a ton of merchandise. Like yellow, so, they're still the king, yeah, yeah. So, um, but he yeah, may I, make I, more. I mean, that's because like I read about like um a lot of rock stars now, rock and pop stars, because everything's changed so much with how records are sold. They're not a records; it's all online. You make so little. How much yeah. do you make from concerts? There are people who make more from their merchandise, from oh, yeah. their band T-shirts and books and stuff they're doing, than they yeah. do from any records, and sometimes even more from the tour. Yeah. I know. No wonder they have stands set up, you know, like at the Hollywood Bowl. Um, I saw oh, yeah. Steve Martin and his group. He was awesome. Uh, he's such a great banjo player and musician, but he was funny. So it was like, you know, it was like you got two shows. Um, but merchandise, uh, there was uh, like a line around the corner for his merchandise. So, so you're, yeah, so your grandfather one. was the pioneer of this, realizing that the money was in the merchandising. Yes, yes. So, and as he got older, he didn't really want to make movies anymore. And that worked in really well for, you know, to just have the merchandising take over. And, and then he went, you know, and then TV kind of went into the variety show era 
where there were lots of, you know, Glenn Campbell and Andy Williams and I don't know, the Muppets. Um, so they they made that whole tour. Uh, of, they were on everything. They did the Muppets. Roy and Dale and the Muppets. Yeah. So that's there, are, there are younger people know who they are because they're like, oh, yeah, I saw them when they were on the Muppet show. Oh, they yeah, that's right. I know. Yeah, the Muppets. But they, saw, they, they saw them on all these other shows and went, who, who's this strange cowboy couple? What is yeah. going on? Yeah. They had us on a couple of times, um, the whole family. And that was a hoot for all of us because, you know, it, it wasn't our daily life. And um, it was a little bit of a train wreck because uh, my uh, when Jonathan Winters came out to tell us a story uh, on the couch, it was a Christmas um, variety mm-hmm. show. It aired in December. My cousin, who was only about four at the time, decided he didn't want to come over and listen. He picked up a rubber ball and just tossed it at, at um, Jonathan Winters and mm-hmm. it knocked his Viking hat off. And he started ad-libbing and he was funnier in the ad-lib than he was, you know, with the cue cards. So they just put him down and the cameramen were laughing so hard that tears were rolling down their cheeks. And we were all mad at him because we were going to get to do two shows. Well, because the producer liked that one so much, he said, no, you guys can go home. It's like, we don't want to go home. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Robbie. Winners was so bananas. That was his whole thing, improv. So really, I, I mean, I suppose your cousin Blackman with the ball was it genius. Was because- but you know what? He he was, I think, seriously a little miffed at my my cousin Robbie because years later, and I'm not talking just a year later, like maybe ten or fifteen years later, he ran into my grandma at some event, and he goes, "So, hey Dale, how's that blankety blank grandson of yours?" <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, we have never let Rob off the hook for that one. And I apparently Jonathan Winters didn't either. (laughs) What is it they say never work with with animals or children? Or children. Yeah, because you never know. My poor aunt was trying to grab him on the stage. It was This is hysterical. I want to see this clip. Somebody has to pull this footage. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. It was funny. Now, you've Good talked morning. about that for you. I mean, you you almost didn't know they were famous when you were very young. You didn't even really grasp certainly how famous they were and no, that it was sort of normal. Ever, like everybody's on TV. Everybody knows people. Yeah. Well, because normal is whatever you grow up with. And and so if that's my normal, I just figure, well, everybody's grandfather has a TV show and, you know, everybody's grandparents get dressed up and go on stage and do this or do that. So it was very... Um, I, I don't want to go so far to say it was like, oh, ho hum, you know, it didn't matter to me because I thought it was wonderful. It was fun, you know, but, um, I wasn't impressed by it. And so my second grade teacher brought me up to the classroom to her desk one day and said, do you know who this is? And there was a stack of weekly readers on her desk. Those things that they used to pass out. Weekly readers so much when I was a kid. Yeah, we still have those. I teach third grade. We still have like. Oh, thank heavens. Thank heavens. Because the weekly reader rules. (laughs) But anyway, I said, well, yeah, that's my my grandfather. And she made such a big deal about it that I went home that day and I said to my parents, what is going on? Why did she make such a big deal? How does she even know him? What, you know. And that was kind of the beginning, the the bare beginning of me starting to realize the effect that they had on people outside the family and that they were known. And um, yeah, but I didn't know that until second grade. So, um, you know, we got used to being stared at and whispered and, you know, pointing and stuff like that when we were out with them. But I, I never confused the fact that they weren't pointing at me. They were pointing at the fact that we were with them. And it was them, it was, you know, their spotlight that they would pull us into sometimes. 
and we would have these little glimpses of what they experienced every day when they went out. And um, you get that because when I was a kid, my family, I I kind of thought everybody worked in yeah. television and everybody was on yeah. TV. I thought people took turns because people would come to our house and did dinner yeah. and everybody was on TV. Like, well, isn't yeah. it? Dead? I was probably about six or seven before I realized every single human was not on television. At every, least yeah. Time. And did you get, I'm sure you got noticed all over the place when you went out, you know, in public places. Oh and yeah. Probably, and then that became called like, Nelly. Really famous, like a 12th. And I was like famous, famous. And it's just yeah. like weird. It's just like totally weird. And uh, yeah. And and then it's just, and my friends, luckily my friends, they just kind of shined it on. They didn't care. My real friends I knew from school, like, oh yeah, yeah Allison's on a show. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Which was yeah. helpful. Like, like what, yeah. And it's just normal. Although sometimes I got um, shunned from, like if I was the new girl, they would yep. look at me and go, oh, you think you're just so great, don't you? Uh, you know, they- they would treat me like, um, I don't know, like they thought they had these misconceptions. You, that you haven't of, said a thing. You haven't done anything. And they've decided right. that you're a snob. They're going to reject you before you reject yes. them in case yes. you're too famous to be around them. And that would happen. And that's so strange because I wasn't even on TV. It wasn't like I was anybody. And yet they thought that I would I would be that way because of my grandparents. Because back then, my grandparents, everybody pretty much knew them. So today is a very different day. My kids don't even understand it. What I went through as a little kid because, because they were known. And so I guess, and I kind of go through some of those times in my book. And I, I think it's good for my kids to read about what I had growing up and that it's so different now, you know, and I, I don't know, maybe they'll just like it because, you know, they'll appreciate mom writing a book to them. I, I, um, I dedicated it to them, obviously. And, um, it's really special. I mean, I, I did what I set out to do and now if it sells, that'll be even better. And, you know, I mean, I loved your book. I bought your book when you came to the Roy Rogers festival and, um, and it's just like you say, it's just fun to get to know, you know, um, the stories, the backside stories. Well, and then you said you also you teaching third grade. So yeah. do any do these third graders to their parents, do they do they know who Roy and Dale what? are? What does it mean to well, these the funny families? Thing is, one of them found it on um, Amazon and they came to school and said, oh, oh, oh you're on you're on Amazon and I saw you sitting on your horse on the front cover. And, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, really? <laughs> and it wasn't so much, I mean, their parents knew, but a lot of the kids' parents um, don't know, but their grandparents do. Okay. Right. Right. And so, so because bad. their grandparents are more like now, like my age and their parents are like my, my kids ages. Gosh, I don't even want to be saying that. Isn't that terrifying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we start doing the math and it's like, no. I know. No, I don't no, want to no, do any math. No math right. here. It's bad enough that I look like something from that Krabby Patty guy in SpongeBob. Because we I, were supposed to spend the weekend together in Missouri because I'm going to the Cherry Blossom Festival in Marshall, Missouri. I leave on, on Thursday and you oh. are absolutely scared. And now you're like, yeah, not going. What, 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 what did well, you, what you did know, you I, I bent it back the wrong way. I, I hyperextended my thumb and I have osteoarthritis in it anyway. And I was going to get it worked on this summer. But he just said, you know, now's now's the right time. We need to do this. And so 
um, horrible timing, horrible timing. We just had spring break at school and now I'm taking off the next week to have surgery, you know, and be gone for two days. Not, not the best timing. And I'm so sorry to my school district for that. I really am. But you can see I'm, I'm not kidding. (laughs) And I mean, I'm going to hurt myself if I, if I don't realize it in bed, you know, at night when I'm asleep. Don't, yeah, don't whack yourself in the head with your cast. That would be, that would be very painful. (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know, life just kind of goes, it's like you getting sick, you know, and, and in another country, you just don't expect things and things happen. Germs, germs, germs. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, right. I was, you know, there I was in Missouri. Like, next thing I know, I'm like completely laid out, dehydrated. Like, wait, what just happened? I was fine. I was fine five minutes ago. What (laughs) just happened here? And so you just have to roll with it. As long as I have my, did anybody say Roy Rogers shirt on? Then I'm sure you actually have. Did anybody say, is that shirt like available? Is that like a shirt? (laughs) But I don't know why it's available because I just don't know why. But I found it, so I thought, you found hey, it? Shirt You're not selling me. them yourself. You just found it. Oh, no. No, they would be good to sell. I, I kind of like it. It's kind of different, you know? So, But, there, you know, there is a, a musician named Roy Rogers. So oh, we get the, the fallout, the good fallout from a lot of stuff with him. So it could, it could mean the other Roy Rogers. But, hey, in my heart, in my mind, it's very only one. There is only one. Do you think that this book will have like a, you know, cause a resurgence of interest in people wanting to see the movies and the TV shows or your grandparents? Well, I hope so. I hope so. Um, you know, I hope to get some, you know, the word out kind of thing. And when people buy it, um, you know, hopefully just by word of mouth, but I realize it's, you know, um, it's a, it's an old, it's an old topic. And, um, so I think my expectations are realistic, but I'm also very realistically positive. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's like, I feel good. I feel good. I mean, obviously I'm seeing, I have to get a copy right away for my father-in-law. Okay. Who's turning 101, but yes, he's going. Oh my gosh. Where'd you go? Did you push your mute button, Allison? Where'd you go? I can't hear you. Where is your Okay, I don't know who can hear who. Are you muted? Okay, now you're back. I don't know what Yeah, yeah, I can hear me. I can hear you. Okay, the good, good, good. Yeah. But yeah, okay. I think because it's that niche market thing, it's the westerns people really dig that and there is a whole population that yeah. do. They go back, they watch, they watch the Roy Rogers, they watch Chinatri, they watch all of that. There's right. a sort of like, you know, right. cult around yeah, that. And there I is. think and, you know, the, the festivals and I think they're starting to join the festivals, the westerns with the 60s, 70s, 80s shows. You know, because they kind of have to, because there's not enough people around that are are from the westerns. They they're all gone because they're so old. And um, I think it fits right into like the show in Burbank, and um, yes. you know, like Jerry and right. Teresa Mathers, um, wonderful couple. I really yeah. like Teresa. We talk anyway, but um, you know, it's I think it's a good thing that that it kind of merges things together because it still gives a life to the westerns 
Um, but if it was just Western, the the people that go, you know, it wouldn't have as big of an audience. As, and there's um, people who are into the West and they don't see it so much as Westerns. To them, it's TV nostalgia. There's the people yeah. who see it as TV nostalgia. So if you put the TV nostalgia in the Western people, then everybody's happy. Yeah. Then everybody's happy and you have a bigger crowd and a more diverse crowd. And it's just it's just fun, you know. And that's how I get to meet, you know, people like you. Because we, even though yours was a Western, um, it wasn't added in with all those old, old black and white Westerns. For so long, we had those festivals for them. And now I'm glad to see that they're, you know, they're kind of widening their audience. And then, of course, we have Cherry Blossom, which, unfortunately, you messed up your hand. You can't go. Yeah, we do everything. Like Cherry Blossom put everything <laughs> and everything all at the same time at one show. So. No. Next year. There's always next year. I've all, right. Now, yeah, I did this hand. Now this hand. I'll be all done. No okay, okay, okay. You have everything so done because you're not going to yeah. hear like the end of this that you missed you when you said, no, I'm not coming. Ha ha. I was like, yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Frustrating. Oh, well. well you anyway. and your family, you're you're very entertaining. I mean, when I was at the, the Roy Rogers event and everything, you and was it your sister and your aunt? There was a whole slew of you. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. you guys were a riot on stage. Oh, we, we love each other. Dodie and I, Dodie is my Native American um, aunt, but she's only like five years older than me, six years older than me. So she's more like a cousin. And um, and when we get together, we just we're scary. I mean, we don't look a thing alike, but we our personalities are so similar. Yes. And my um, my husband and her husband just have to roll their eyes and shake their heads, and sometimes they don't know what to do. But um, it's it's really fun when I get to see her. So I'm going to get to see her for the Roy Rogers Festival this August. Oh, and cool. I'm really excited about that because, you know, they live back in, what, Alabama? And I hardly ever see them. Yeah, we're all over the country now. So I thought you guys should have your own show. I was like, this yeah. is kind of like the Mandrell sisters. Is the thing going on? These two are hysterical. They could completely have their own show. We were on a radio spot i don't know back there for um the the show you know to to promote the show and i just said okay just don't look at me okay just and she <laughs> said, don't i said don't look at me <laughs> and then we got laughing about like we're 10 you know it's like we're 10 years old don't look at me no okay now i'm laughing so stop it and anyway um <laughs> we just have tons of fun and she better get on her book because she's writing a book too. So she needs to know oh, if you're the whole series, the whole series. You got to get, and she's a daughter. So she's going to have, you know, a whole different take on grandma and grandpa. Um, it's dad and mom and they were pretty strict. So um, they weren't as strict with us. And so you'll get two very different perspectives from me and my aunt. <laughs> Well, is it a kind of a law that grandparents have to spoil the grandchildren? Yes. Well, Thank and it's funny because they didn't they didn't spoil us with things. They didn't give us, you know, they didn't overdo it with that. But they they always were trying to find time to be with us. And I I can remember so many birthday parties, recitals, school plays, um, family outings, all kinds of stuff that they would make the the effort to be there. And so there was never a time that I didn't, you know, that I wondered if they loved me or not. I knew it because they were, they were just grandma and grandpa and they wanted to be at something that was important to me. And 
that was as important as going on the Dean Martin show, you know, and I don't know. I just, um, I just think that that's, you know, that's something that the kids didn't see as much of because they had to do it. It was their job. It was, you know, day in and day out. It was a grind because they had to get up at four in the morning, you know, and they worked till after dark. And so it was, in some ways, it was harder for them and easier for us. <laughs> but we all have different takes on them, but they were just wonderful no matter, you know, what position you were in in the family. Oh, this sounds cool. All right. Where do we get the book? Where do we find you online? And where do we get the book? Well, you can go to Amazon. It's on Amazon. And it's called Your Heroes, My Grandparents, A Granddaughter's Love. And um, you can also get it on the Barnes & Noble website. And then I am trying to get a, a, a website up and running because people have asked me, I really want a book, but I want you to sign it. And it's kind of a deal because they have to get it, then send it to me. Then, and I'm always giving them my, you know, personal address out. So one of these days, you know, people are going to show up at my door and we're going to, you know, have an <laughs> yeah, you party. Up, you got to set up a system with another email so, thing and a little BO yeah. box. And a, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I'm, I got, I got I'm a in, thing. I got the box. I got the website. You got, you got, got it all. Thing. Yeah, they don't. They don't know where I am. It's fabulous, and I and I sign stacks of stuff. So yeah, you got to get a system. I'll help you. So you we'll have talk. to get a system. I'll get you hooked up. I'll get you hooked up with the thing yeah, in the you, box. Would you thing. give me some tips because I have no clue what I'm doing at all. But you're on Facebook. You're on Facebook. You're there. I am on Facebook, but then that's even confusing because I use Julie Rogers Pamelia for my book because it's name recognition. Obviously, yes. but on Facebook, I'm Julie Fox Ashley Pamelia. I did notice that. And I was like, that's a lot of names. That's <laughs> a lot of names. So, you know what? You just, uh, if you have some night, if somebody has a night where they're really bored to tears and they want to go through Facebook and try to find me, I'm sure that they will. Um, but it, I don't make it very easy. <laughs> well, I will, I, we will talk. I will hook you up with like a fan page on Facebook and a PO box and we'll get like yes, a show on the I road. I really okay? need that. <laughs> I have more tech. So we'll. Thank <laughs> you, Allison. You're wonderful. So much. I am going to miss you at Cherry Blossom. We'll all talk about you while you're not there. I'm and sure you will. And Olin's going to be there, by the way. Because oh, right. he's coming. So we're going to have a blast. Yes. And I hope, I hope you're a little, little, little gets better and um get better and i can't okay. wait to read your book and and it's gonna be fabulous thank you thank you so much thank you so much allison for having me on the show and i can't wait to see you guys again thank you and thank you everyone for watching because this is the allison orgram show and i'm allison orgram happy trails Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.